0: I've been vegan for several years now. And at Thanksgiving, I just skipped the turkey. My mom and I do all the cooking and really we would make all the sides and the pies and veganize all of them and nobody would even notice. After years of fine tuning, I, I was thinking, these recipes need to get out there because I bet you a lot of people are going through this. And if they're not vegan themselves, then they might have someone in the family who just went vegan. And in fact, one of the things that I hear the most is, I, I swear I've heard this exact sentence 20 times already. My daughter or my son, away at college, just went vegan. They're coming home for the holiday, and I have no idea what to make.
1: Welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for raising your health IQ with us in more than 130 countries around the world, and in healthy cities coast to coast in the US, like Idaho Falls, Idaho. Laredo, Texas, and La Crosse, Wisconsin. We appreciate you all helping to make the world a healthier place. This is episode 94 of season four, number 289 overall. And if you are still working on your Thanksgiving menu, don't worry, this is the show for you because we have not one, but two creative culinary geniuses here with us today. First up is Audrey Dunham. She is the founder of Peanuts Bake Shop and the wife of comedian Jeff Dunham. But more importantly, Audrey is also the author of the new book, Vegan Thanksgiving Dinner and Pies, which, as the title suggests, turns all of your Thanksgiving favorites into vegan masterpieces. So we are going to get a lot of great ideas from Audrey in just a minute. Then after that, we're also going to be joined by my newest colleague, who also happens to be a social media star. Dustin Harder is his name, but you may know him better as the Vegan Roadie. He is actually joining us from his kitchen today. How appropriate. And he and I are going to have a lot of fun because I stumbled across a list of the most popular Thanksgiving side dishes for all 50 states. So we're going to run down that list and see how hard it will be to take all of the meat, all of the dairy out of those favorites and then flip them into vegan crowd pleasers. And there are some real surprises on the list too. Just wait until you hear what North Dakota's main side dish is. And here's a hint. You really don't need to do too much of anything to veganize it. As a matter of fact, you may not need to do anything at all. But we start with Audrey Dunham and what's cooking for Thanksgiving in her vegan California kitchen. It is so good to see you again. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Chuck. And likewise, thank you very much for having me back. Always a pleasure.
1: I'm excited about this book. It is the follow-up to uh, your vegan Christmas cookies and cocoa book uh, that was released not too terribly long ago as well. And that has the second edition out as well. But let's start with the Thanksgiving book. Uh Did you come up with the idea to do this because of exactly what it was I was just talking about? Like, I don't know the first thing about vegan cooking. Please help.
0: 100%. Because I have to say, a lot of people, when they go vegan, they have a really hard time around the holidays, I've noticed. It's it's just the toughest because you have all of these recipes that you grew up with, that you love, that you don't want to let go of. And I know this firsthand because I went through it myself. It was really, really challenging. And I figured if I'm going through it, then I bet other people are going through it too. So how about I take all the classics, all the dishes that people know and love, completely veganize them and put them in a book for people. So they have a handbook to turn to during the holiday season.
1: Ah, you are truly doing the best job in the entire world right now. Uh, My goodness gracious. Let's start with the big one, okay? Everybody's like, well, turkey is the centerpiece of Thanksgiving at every table across the country, unless it happens to be a vegan table. So if you are celebrating a turkey-free turkey day, what would you recommend serving up instead of the turkey?
0: Well, I actually have a whole section in the book that has main courses, and it's interesting because I've been vegan for several years now, and at Thanksgiving, I just skip the turkey. My mom and I do all the cooking, and really, we would make all the sides and the pies and veganize all of them, and nobody would even notice. Some people might bring something that was non-vegan, other family members, and my dad always made the turkey, so they always had those options for those who wanted them and wanted to enjoy those foods, but uh, for the most part, my mom and I just went for it and did the best we could. And and so after years of fine tuning, I I was thinking these recipes need to get out there because I bet you a lot of people are going through this. And if they're not vegan themselves, then they might have someone in the family who just went vegan. And and in fact, one of the things that I hear the most is, I, I swear, I've heard this exact sentence 20 times already is, My daughter or my son away at college just went vegan. They're coming home for the holiday, and I have no idea what to make. And the first thing they think of is the turkey. How am I going to substitute the turkey? And so for myself, like I said, I just kind of skipped the turkey. It wasn't any big deal. I was super stuffed after Thanksgiving. No problem. Everybody was. Uh, But knowing a lot of people want that main course, I created two vegan turkey roasts in the book, one that's gluten-free, that is soy-based. Um, it's got the texture of a firm tofu, super yummy, super flavorful with a really nice glaze on top. And then one that tastes almost exactly like it, that is made with the wheat gluten. Uh, that is that wheat the wheat flour that you can find in the store. It's called Vital Wheat Gluten. And um, you can easily find it online as well. But that one has a really realistic meat texture to it. So there's two options in the book if that's what you're looking for. Both of them have that really awesome, yummy, savory, sweet kind of glaze on top. So you won't miss out either way. That sounds
1: like it's going to have that nice, hearty, meaty texture to it. But I mean, is that really complicated to make? Or is this a little bit easier than people might think?
0: It's super easy. And in fact, Love that. The, yeah, the, the hardest part maybe is wrapping your mind around how <laughs> great it's going to be because it's it's so simple. Um, really, really easy. It does take a little bit of time because you have to let it sit. You have to let it steam, let it roast. Um, I think it actually is better if you let it sit in the fridge for a night. And so that's actually kind of a nice thing because you can make it the day before Thanksgiving and then just reheat and apply the glaze the day of, uh, one less thing to do on Thanksgiving day. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's, it's actually super simple and a little mind blowing, uh, because most people haven't even tried it. Um, they, they'll get some of the fake meats in the grocery store, the, the tofurkey roast and give that a shot. And, uh, but if you want something that is, is pretty awesome and fun, and you're going to feel really proud of yourself after you make it, then, then give one of these two recipes a try.
1: I would imagine also making something at home is going to taste a lot better than anything that you've gotten. That's been frozen in the store for who, who knows how long, right? So fresh, no matter what you're cooking is going to be the name of the game.
0: Oh, totally. 100%. And and I have to say, one of the things that I've noticed over the years, after I met my husband, Jeff, uh, forever ago, 2009, I've been making Thanksgiving dinner ever since for the family. And uh, it's a big job. And organizing yourself is a big part of a successful, delicious Thanksgiving, because you want everything to taste really good, be the right temperature, taste fresh, And so what I've done in this book is at the bottom of every recipe, I give a make ahead tip telling you exactly what can be done before Thanksgiving, even if it's just chopping the vegetables and then how to store them until you need them um, so that you are more likely to have everything ready to go and look like a total pro on Thanksgiving. And I even give my personal timetable of what I do um, the week leading up to Thanksgiving. And then the actual Thanksgiving day, hour by hour. I give a little example of what my day looks like and how you can organize your day as well so that you're a host pro.
1: Man, I'm telling you. Know what? Matter of <laughs> fact, that's just going to be the mic drop right there. I mean, I don't know where to go from there because if you're giving people tips on how to save time when you're rushing through trying to make everything that morning uh, that you're going to be feasting, it's like, man, what a concept! That is absolutely brilliant, and thanks. that is best selling material right there, Audrey Dunham. Best uh, selling thanks. material. Matter of <laughs> fact, life changing. We're going to take you know, it a step further I I'm mean say, that-
0: you know the last thing you want is for Thanksgiving to end and you have regrets you just think gosh you know I know that the mashed potatoes were cold how could have i have prevented that I, I bet I could have made this a little bit better if I wasn't rushing and panicked and then of course you want to be a gracious host too you want to make sure everybody's comfortable and happy feels welcome even if it's your just your family you know people that you see fairly regularly you want everybody to be feel like they um, are in a comfortable, happy place. It's calm and not where you're <laughs> running around and frantic and people want to help you and you want them to help you but you don't know how. Anyway, so I've been there and uh, trying to help everybody else. They never have to be there with some of the tips that I provided in the book.
1: So serious question, though, when you, when it comes to time, is there really much of a difference between preparing a traditional Thanksgiving dinner versus a vegan one?
0: Not really, especially in this particular book. Uh, it's, I mean, it, of course, you don't have to deal with the turkey, which was a huge job back in the day when I used to make the turkey. I mean, you'd spend so much time and energy just on that, and then you're like, wait a minute, I have eight side dishes to make, two and three pies, and so <laughs> it was it was a lot. But uh, otherwise, uh, in in my book, I, I tried to duplicate the traditional versions of these recipes that contain the animal products so that you can't even tell the difference, just swapping out ingredients so that they're veganized versions of the classics. And no one will be able to tell at the table, vegan or not, that they don't contain animal products so that you can, if if that's your goal to create something that you can enjoy, if you're vegan, or if you have somebody attending who is, um, and you want, you don't want to have to make separate dishes for everybody. Gosh, what a pain that is, right? You want everybody to be enjoy, to enjoy everything. And, So that was the goal with this book is just make sure that there are, there's a handbook out there for people who want that they want to be able to create something that everybody can enjoy. And I have to say too, I know I have a lot of people that request gluten free. So I have gluten free uh, versions of every almost every recipe in the book at the bottom as well, telling how to make that recipe gluten free, there's maybe one or two recipes that don't, I think just one, actually just the dinner rolls, but I do have gluten-free drop biscuits. I have a gluten-free version for the cornbread and everything else. There's a, a, I have a gluten-free pie crust. So, you know, as well as a traditional pie crust, just so that everybody's covered.
1: Ah, man, it's something for everyone. Well done. (laughs) Um, And yeah, you're right though. Like I'm thinking making a vegan or making Thanksgiving dinner at all. I mean, that is, that is a laborious chore right there, right? You got to set aside a whole chunk of your day in order to do that and probably some planning ahead. But then if you're talking about making vegan and then traditional versions of every dish, you're doubling the time. I just don't even see how anybody could possibly do that. So I'm glad that these recipes uh, are are plenty good to satisfy everybody.
2: Right.
1: Um, <laughs> we talked about the turkey, though, but let's talk about some of the sides, right? So mashed potatoes, I would think something like that easy enough to make vegan, you probably don't even have to put any effort into making that vegan.
0: Oh, 100%. It's, it's super easy. Thank goodness we live in a time where there's some incredible vegan butters out there now, non-dairy butters. I give a list of uh, what type of butter I prefer. Um, I give some recommendations as to what types to look for, what type of ingredients should be in the vegan butter for the best results, so that it tastes the best. Uh, yeah. So mashed potatoes, I give two different recipes. I have the traditional mashed potatoes and then garlic redskin mashed potatoes for those who like that type. And what's nice too, is, I mean, you can make the traditional type on Thanksgiving and then do the garlic redskin mashed potatoes for Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Right. So this book will hopefully be helpful throughout the whole holiday season.
1: Trey fancy, uh, stuffing. <laughs> you have to have stuffing in there. If this is a Thanksgiving recipe book.
0: Right. Yeah. I have three different stuffings in the book. I have the classic herb stuffing, cornbread stuffing, and then one that, okay, so I have to start, go back a little bit and say, when I first started this book, I went to my Facebook uh, page to ask people what they want. I wanted to create something for for everybody else, not just for me, not for something for our family to enjoy, but for everybody else. And and so I asked, you, what are your favorite dishes that you enjoy on Thanksgiving? What would you like to see in this book? And a lot of people mentioned sausage, apple stuffing, and I had never had that before, but I thought, gosh, all right, let's give it a try. Let's see what we got. And now it is my favorite. <laughs> it is the type that I make with the, with the vegan sausage. It is it, um, I'm making it every year from, from now on. It's, it's just awesome, so flavorful and yummy. And actually, I, there's a picture of it. Let me uh, get the book. So here's the cover.
1: There, a beautiful That's book. So absolutely,
0: absolutely. Thank absolutely. Thanks, Chuck. And that I, I get sausage about stuffing. Yeah. Hello. That's it right there. Got some cranberries going on there. If you like that little bite of the tart, a little sweet added. The apple is super subtle, and then you have that savory element from the sausage coming in, and of course the those amazing herbs that you always get with stuffing. It just comes together really, really beautiful, beautifully, and I can't wait to make it for my family this year.
1: Do you go with a sweeter apple, or do you go with a more tart, like a Granny Smith? Granny Smith, there, yeah.
0: Yeah, I went with the Granny Smith for this one. It just it it was nice because with the the sweetness from the cranberries, you don't want too much sweet. And and it depends on, I have quite a few vegetable dishes in the book as well. Some of them have some sweeter glazes. So you have the balsamic glazed Brussels sprouts. You have the roasted root vegetables with an apple cider glaze. So it's important that you balance the sweetness with the savory at the table. You don't want too much sweet going on uh, because you have dessert coming too, right? And you have the cranberry sauce. So uh, with the stuffing, I didn't want it to be too sweet. So the Granny Smith is a really nice choice for that one.
1: Mm. And you can't go wrong with a good Granny Smith, anyway. I mean, it's just such a nice change of pace. It's 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 either going to be a Honeycrisp, a Jazz Apple, or a Granny Smith apple in this house. One hundred percent. Big fans
0: of Fuji too. That's a good
1: one. Ooh, the Fuji. The Fuji's <laughs> good. That may be top five, but you're not going to get me to waver on my my top three. Can't get me off of the Honeycrisp, Jazz, and Granny Smith. Um. What are some of the more gourmet things that you have in there? I mean, we've talked about a lot of the traditional ones in there, but do you have any that are just going to be like, Ooh, wow. You know, that's, that's a little bit different.
0: Oh gosh. Okay. So we're talking desserts. There's a caramel apple crumble slab, (laughs) pie, which is perfect for a crowd. We're actually making that. I've already planned out my Christmas Eve menu. Well, for the most part, I'm making that for sure on Christmas Eve. It is giant it's on a half sheet pan and it's you you put the crust all along the bottom fill it all up with that apple goodness similar to what's in the center of an apple pie and then you put the crumble topping across the top you know the brown sugar flour butter kind of yumminess and then you um, have make a caramel sauce on the side which is super easy it's just a couple ingredients in a saucepan, and if you can serve that hot that's the key. You can actually totally assemble it and then just pop it in the oven a little bit before you're getting ready to serve it. So you can um, serve it hot. And that is magical. So that, that one is a, is a big favorite of ours. It's one of those where you eat it every bite and you don't even talk while you're eating it because it's so good. My mouth is watering just talking about it. But, uh, so that's in there. That's, that's a fun one. Uh, of course, have the traditional pumpkin pie, classic country apple pie, pecan pie, pecan pie was an important one for me because I wanted that center to to resemble a traditional pecan pie. So I really worked on that one, got that one um, to as closely resemble the traditional version as possible um, without the corn syrup actually even. Uh, And then um, as far as gourmet, I, I really got creative with the mains, I have to say, because beyond the turkey roast, you're like, okay, well, wait a minute. What if somebody doesn't want that? The idea of like kind of like a fake meat isn't appetizing or not their top choice. So I have a, a stuffing stuffed whole roasted cauliflower and it's uh, a showstopper. Really. I mean, you have this whole roasted cauliflower.
1: Stuffing stuffed roasted cauliflower. I mean that, that in itself, the name intrigues me enough. Look at that. Wow. All right. Talk to me about the stuffing stuffed whole roasted cauliflower.
0: It's it's a lot simpler than what you think. It, it it sounds complicated, but it's really not. I mean, you start by boiling the entire head of cauliflower so that it's soft, and you don't have to keep it in the oven for a crazy amount of time and worrying about it, um, overcooking the exterior or anything like that. So boiling it first saves a lot of time in the oven, and then you just mix up what resembles stuffing just a, a couple of pieces of bread toasted mixed with some herbs a little bit of butter butter that you got that nutritional yeast in there for that little pop of umami flavor uh got a little salt pepper mix that all together and what you do is you put it into a piping bag and you you turn that cauliflower upside down and you squeeze it into the canals in between the florets of the whole cauliflower and uh sometimes those cauliflower florets can be really close together. So in that case, you can kind of hollow out carefully with a knife to create your little areas where that stuffing is going to go. Really push it in there, and then you flip it back over. Coat the whole cauliflower with this kind of – it resembles Parmesan, like a Parmesan-type crust um, over the surface. you got some nutritional yeast, a little bit of breadcrumbs, some herbs, a little bit of vegan butter. Put that all over the exterior, and then you roast it. Turns a golden brown, nice, bright, yellow, brown, really appetizing and beautiful. And it is, it's got the wow factor going on just because it's something so unusual. Um, So yeah, there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, just the ingredients there that you're kind of listing off there, it seems like they're not going to be the kinds of things that are going to put off anybody who is not a vegan themselves. As a matter of fact, I look at that as a way to open the door to the conversation about eating. Uh, plant-based full-time because you're going to eat something that you ordinarily wouldn't. It's Mm going to be delicious. It's going to just have vegan versions of ingredients that you've been eating your entire life. And oh my goodness, the next thing you know, you might have yourself a full-blown vegan in your midst.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and and I think it's scary for some people to even eat something labeled vegan, even though they eat vegan foods all the time, vegetables and whatnot, or bread. And, you know, but as soon as you put that label on it or you tell somebody it's vegan, that's when they're like... they they kind of put that guard up they're a little nervous about it they 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 already think in their head it's not going to taste good so if you have people like that in your family or friends that are coming over for the holidays don't tell anybody that they're vegan it's not like you're keeping secrets or trying to pull over the wool over their eyes or anything you just don't need to mention it right yep and then if if somebody asks at the end or you know if they ask at any point you can tell them but i wouldn't make this announcement or warn anybody like okay it's vegan. So I hope it's okay. That's the last thing you want to do. You don't want that. And, and hopefully with um, this book and all the other great recipes that are out there now, nobody will even need to make any apologies anyway. We're, we live in a great time. There's some really great recipes out there, whether they're with my book or online. Um, so now it's easier than ever to make the recipes that you need that suit everybody's preferences and needs when it comes to food.
1: Yeah. True story to that end. This is a couple of years ago, uh, probably 2018, 2019, something like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. My wife and I were shopping for a vegan pumpkin pie. We were going to have some people over. We wanted a vegan pumpkin pie. And we went to this uh, major grocery chain. Everybody knows the name of this chain, but I won't mention it here. And uh, we asked them and they were like, literally every pumpkin pie that we have out on the floor is vegan. We just don't label it that way because we don't want to scare off a certain clientele. And we just thought that that was the funniest thing ever. So we, uh, <laughs> we looked at the ingredients and sure enough, man, they were not shining us on and that pie was absolutely delicious.
0: That's mind blowing since most traditional pumpkin pies call for eggs and evaporated milk. Right. So yeah. that's amazing. It's like the people that want that will look at the ingredients and, and find it right. For the people
1: yep. Who yep. It. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And And so it wasn't that difficult for you because it didn't seem like these guys were having a hard time making. They're, they're, pie vegan. It doesn't sound like the swaps that you have in place for this are all that difficult either.
0: Right. And in the pumpkin pie, I have to say on that note was the most important recipe for me because just on a personal note, I know that's, I mean, after I did the Facebook poll, even I did a whole separate question online asking people, okay, what is your favorite pie? And, and of course the majority was pumpkin. That's my personal favorite. That's what I look forward to. And I can taste it leading up to Thanksgiving. And I can't wait. It's like, I, I just want to go straight to dessert. I just love it. And uh, and it's the first thing I have on Friday morning, the day after Thanksgiving, that's my breakfast. <laughs> <just> my breakfast. <laughs> and uh, so getting that one right was really, really important to me. I made so many pumpkin pies, fine tuning that. It, and my husband, Jeff was just it's like, I think you got it. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it just a little bit more cinnamon or a little bit more of this. And uh, so so that one I'm I'm really, really proud of because I feel like this is the pumpkin pie that I always hoped for and dreamed of as a, a vegan myself that um, I wanted to exist and, and finally does now. The
1: pumpkin pie that you have always hoped and dreamed of. That's when you know it's going to be good. If it's the thing that hopes and dreams are made of, I can't imagine how good that tastes. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, Audrey, uh, how many recipes are in the book here total?
0: We got about 50 in the book. Um, I include even a homemade vanilla ice cream and whipped cream for the toppings. Wow. Uh, If you want to wow your guests, tell them that you made your ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to just go buy a store-bought ice cream and and they usually all taste pretty good right because that's what we're used to but if you have something that's homemade it's just got that extra little something special to it right and uh and you can have it in a a container that's like your homemade ice cream container and, and it's so easy to make it's literally blending some ingredients together and putting them in your ice cream maker done that's it um and uh, so i include that one in there and you know, I have one more recipe if you wouldn't mind that I really want to highlight because oh, for sure. it's really something special and it's my husband, Jeff's absolute favorite recipe in the entire book. Um, so in the main section, I think it's actually the very first recipe is our mushroom Wellington.
2: Ooh. You know, it's
0: become a really popular recipe, not just amongst vegans, vegetarians, but a lot of people seem to really love making a mushroom Wellington at the holidays these days I've noticed. And, so I knew I needed to include that in the book. And uh, that recipe is just really, really special to our family. It's it's a big, big favorite. Even people who don't like mushrooms, they'll take a bite and they're like, I don't like mushrooms, but wow. And then they keep eating it and then they finish the whole plate. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think the secret there is to, you have to really mince the mushroom into small pieces in the food processor or finely chop and taking away that. Traditional mushroom texture can help with those who don't normally like them and then mixing it with things like balsamic vinegar, some nice red onion, got the garlic, um, some water chestnuts for some crunch, which are optional, but I highly recommend. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's a special one. I, I think that is is one of our top favorites as well.
1: Yeah, I remember growing up and my mom would make a beef wellington many years before I actually went vegan and I enjoyed that quite a bit. So this sounds like it would be right up my alley too. So mm. I can't wait to dive into that. I think I'm going to give that one a try. That, that seems awesome to me.
0: Oh, please let me know what you think.
1: Oh, 100% will. Uh, and and uh, I can't let you go without mentioning that even though we are talking about Thanksgiving today, um, Halloween, not that long ago. And I just want to share the picture of the Dunhams here, what you guys did this year. I mean, this is this is off of uh, at Audrey Dunham on Instagram. Uh, you guys, as the Scooby-Doo bunch, you outdid yourselves. Look at that. That is Amazing.
0: Uh, thank you. We have a lot of fun at, at Halloween. Okay, well, I have a lot of fun at Halloween. My family's nice enough to go along with it. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, we, we do a theme every year. Uh, thank you so much. L- last year, we did a traditional monster theme. I did a, a throwback. That's that's from a couple weeks ago. You could see that on Instagram, too. And, where uh, Jack, the little boy in the front there, is playing Shaggy, Was a mummy. And James, my other twin son, is a vampire. And I was uh, the Bride of Frankenstein and Jeff was Frankenstein. We do a different theme every year. We have so much fun with it. And, um, and uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it might get trickier as the years go on to convince these boys to keep dressing up with me and, and Jeff too, but so far there's, they're hanging in there.
1: <laughs> do they know, do they know who their parents are? I think that this is going to be a lifelong tradition. I hope you don't have any issues with that. Cause this, this is just, you know, healing the world right here. I mean, you guys nailed this. I mean, I'm looking at Jeff's blonde wig for Fred and like, you are the spinning image of Daphne here. It's just incredible. Incredible. Oh,
0: thanks. Well, I have to say the star of the show here is our little dog, Rody in my hand that she's our Velma. Um, as long as she's warm she's happy so with that sweater and that added wig I didn't know how the wig was going to go but she seemed more comfortable and happy than ever in that outfit just I think she was warmer than than she had been in a while (laughs) with the cooler weather we had in October in Los Angeles this year and so she she was super happy and and we posted a close-up picture of her as well and I mean I had people saying Rody wins Halloween 2021 that's her name Rody and uh so yeah I'm I'm thankful she went along with it as well because she added a lot
1: Oh man that is that is just the best and uh, my goodness that. if you're listening to the podcast scroll down to the episode notes click on the link to uh, Audrey's Instagram it'll take you right to that photo uh you have to see it I mean this is just this is Hollywood magic that's what that is <laughs> unbelievable y'all look like y'all walked right off of a, a movie set to do that thing I mean that just so well done so well done oh, Thank you And uh, the book, Vegan Thanksgiving Dinners and Pies, also very, very, very well done. And of course, the second edition, Christmas, right around the corner, just released the second edition of Vegan Christmas Cookies uh, Mm, and Coco. There it is. See that one? Second edition as well. So uh, go ahead, pick that up. We've got recipes for all seasons now um, with Audrey Dunham. It is so good to catch up with you. It has been way too long.
0: Oh, I agree. And it's always an honor. Chuck, so wonderful to sit with you, your dear friend of mine. And so catching up on camera and off camera today has been great. And thank you for the kind words. Really appreciate it.
1: Audrey Denham, we'll talk to you again soon.
0: All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Chuck.
1: There is a link to pick up your copies of Audrey's books right now in the show notes, and you can even have them autographed if you would like. That's nice of her. Now, I know that we were talking about her family's fantastic Halloween costumes that she's put up on Instagram, but you should also head over there to check out all of the food photos that she is posting. I mean, stuff that is mouthwateringly good. She even has one of the vegan mushroom Wellington that she was talking about, and this thing looks absolutely amazing. You have to see it. So give her a follow on Instagram at Audrey Dunham. Okay, time now for part two of our Thanksgiving special here. And let's talk a little bit about what people will be eating where you are. Because I have here in my hand a list of the most popular Thanksgiving side dishes for all 50 states. It's right here. Thanksgiving side dishes, the most popular ones in all 50 states. So for the next 20 minutes or so, the vegan roadie, Dustin Harder, and I, we will be going through them one by one to see if we can't make them into vegan versions of these classics. Now, what do you think the number one side dish is in your state? Well, let's find out. Mr. Dustin Harder, welcome to the exam room, my friend. It is so good to see you here. Hello, good, sir. It's great to see you. Thanks for having me back. And hello to you and a happy Thanksgiving to you, good, sir. I love that. Um, (laughs) So uh, congratulations, by the way, on the release of the new book, Epic Vegan, Quick and Easy. I'm sure a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today, uh, some of those recipes may even be in the book. Yeah, well, some, some little bits and bobs here and there. Bits and bobs, bits and bobs. I like that. Um, let's have some fun though, all right? Um, I was trying to think about, well, what dishes do I want to ask him about for Thanksgiving? Could we go down the list and just do the classic staples? It's like, well, of course we could. But then I stumbled across, God bless the good folks at Zapia.com who have come up with a list of the most popular Thanksgiving side dishes okay. for every single state. How cool is that? That's amazing.
2: So we- I can't wait to hear this.
1: We have geographic yum yumness. Um, so I matter of it. fact, I, I've got the list right here. Let me pull it up. So you know that I'm telling the truth. There it is. Zipia, the most popular Thanksgiving side in every state. And spoiler, mashed potatoes are still the best. Uh, yeah, man, uh, right off the top. Mashed potatoes, absolutely no Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner is going to be complete without them. That has to be among the easiest recipes to go ahead and make vegan. It's so easy.
2: It's just a matter of, you know, almost everyone uses butter and milk in their mashed potatoes. So it's really just a matter of swapping out the the butter. You find some vegan butter, which is readily available everywhere these days. So many companies are making it. So swap the butter out with vegan butter and use a plant-based milk for it. And for people who are really going down the health path, I think even on that list, we saw there's a cauliflower uh potato mashed potato in there so a combination of the two right but i've actually been working on a version where you can omit the butter and milk completely and you can do sort of a mixture of cauliflower like a cauliflower puree with nutritional yeast and it tastes a little bit like butter if you really want to go down the healthy road with it but if you're really just trying to do that easy swap to keep everyone happy at the table i think swapping out for vegan butter and plant-based milk is the easiest road to go
1: the way that they came up with these rankings, Dustin, was actually quite ingenious. It's not like they spent millions of hours on the phone, you know, doing surveys. What they did was they went to Google and they analyzed search trends around the holidays. Ah. And so here we have our list. What's so that? I was like, yeah, that's, that's modern ingeniousness right yeah. there. Look at the
2: technology.
1: Uh, Alaska, number one, I would think that this one is pretty easy to make vegan. Stuffed mushrooms.
2: Oh yeah, easy. I mean, it all depends on what you're stuffing it, right? But that can easily be done with maybe like a tofu mixture, some nutritional yeast. And I think I've even had some like quinoa stuffed mushrooms before. And that's one of those ones, Google, you mentioned it already, Google is like the world's best friend when it comes to vegan re- vegan recipes these days. You can just Google vegan stuffed mushrooms and you're gonna come up with something. And if it, if we're stuffing it with cheese, there's a lot of cheese, plant-based cheese companies out there these days that are, are making a lot of great products. Uh, some with very minimal ingredients as well. So there's lots of great options in terms of substituting that out if you really want to go that road too.
1: No doubt. And if you dig deep enough, I know that there's a a lot of you who are hearing this or watching this right now who are also like really trying to keep the oil to a minimum. A lot of these plant-based cheeses, when you look at them, um, don't really use a whole heck of a lot, Mm -hmm. if any at all. So you just have to kind of do your your due diligence, flip over the package and see what's in there um, and go with the healthiest option that you feel is right for you. But uh, again, kind of like what we were talking about at the top of the show, So many options these days. So many Um, options.
2: And I'll shout out Miyoko Shinner again, actually. Her last book, The Homemade Vegan Pantry, she's got oil-free cheeses in there. She's got the option to sort of go both ways with it. So she's really hooking us up when it comes to some staple recipes, it seems.
1: She's so cool. I I need to get her back on the show. It has been too long. Her story is amazing. Uh, Let's uh, hop down now to uh, the South, Alabama, Sweet Potato Casserole. This is another one that shouldn't be too challenging, right? No, it's the same thing. It's the same thing really, I mean, when you think of the holidays, a lot of cream and butter
2: and milk gets used and it's really just taking those things and using the plant-based versions. Even silk has a, uh, a heavy cream these days. If you really need to go the heavy cream route, which I've found, In recipes that call for that, you can kind of take it out and use maybe just like a little bit of less of whatever the amount is of a plant-based milk and sometimes you're okay. You can make a heavy cream with cashews, you can make a heavy cream with silken tofu. So there's a lot of different routes to go, but ultimately that sort of sweet potato casserole is gonna be subbing out the same things, butter and milk probably.
1: I would think so. Uh, Now let's head down to uh, Arkansas. So I'm not sure that I would call gravy a side, but nonetheless, Arkansas's favorite side is white gravy. Um, Gravy is something that's easy enough to keep it plant-based, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That white gravy is usually a milk base of some sort. So even if you didn't look up vegan white gravy, if you Googled white gravy recipe and you see that it calls for XYZ of milk, you can just replace that with
1: plant-based milk. All right. So, uh, we said at the top that mashed potatoes were the most popular side. Look at this, Arizona, California, Colorado, Connecticut, all mashed potato lovers right there. And then, get you, get to, and then you get to Delaware cauliflower mashed potatoes. So swapping out, I guess the, the regular russet for some cauliflower. I love, yeah, well, cauliflower, you can do all cauliflower or sometimes
2: you can do a mixture of both of them. So you can get still sort of get that, uh, texture of the mashed potato in there. It's a little, uh, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Grainy is not the right word, but if you do the, uh, just cauliflower, it's still delicious. It's still tasty, but it doesn't quite hold the structure that the potato does. So sometimes people do a mixture of potatoes and cauliflower, and sometimes people just do straight up cauliflower.
1: Now, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on Florida because they're, they've got roles. And so, I mean, that's easy enough, uh, Georgia collard greens. Let's talk about this because I was raised in the South. And traditionally, you can't have collard greens without the ham hock in there, right? So you got to put the ham hock in there and even some bits of ham on top of that, some vinegar and just a whole truckload of salt. So if you want to make something for your guests, collard greens that are healthier and don't have that ham hock in there, how would you go about keeping that flavor without the pork?
2: I would use smoked paprika or liquid smoke. Probably smoked paprika. I tend to lean towards that a little more. And I find that uh, the liquid smoke to me has a little too much of an artificial taste to it. Uh, But smoked paprika, a little bit of that goes a long way. Mix it in when you're steaming those greens and it'll, it'll be absolutely delicious with a little veggie broth. Um And, you know, all the things like you say, salt is still a factor in here. If you're cutting back on it, you can cut back on it. The smoked paprika sort of makes up for some flavor in there. I'll never forget, I, my, my dad's from Alabama and I was visiting for an Easter and my aunt was like, well, I made you some collard greens. And I was like, great, so there's no, and she goes, well, I use chicken broth. And I was like, I don't know how to politely get around this right now. So we um, all have that moment, right, in family where that kind of happens but uh it, it's uh it's an easy swap and just make sure you're using vegetable broth instead of chicken broth
1: <laughs> oh that's such an awkward conversation isn't it yeah, get she that was question trying so, so
2: hard too she was I trying know. so hard so i really I appreciated
1: it i know eh, wh- wh- what do you do what do you do well intentioned all right um so hawaii also a mashed potato state uh iowa green beans now uh i'm going to go out on a limb and say they're not necessarily talking about just run run of the mill green beans when i think thanksgiving to me and green beans it's got to be that green bean casserole sure how would you do it uh plant-based without any of the dairy that's traditionally in there
2: yeah a lot of the time it's a cream of mushroom soup that makes the base of it so you can make a base with a uh like a mushroom gravy base essentially and then you're gonna mix the green beans into that And then usually the fried onions that you traditionally get are vegan. And then some supermarkets like Kroger and Sprouts have a gluten-free version if you need a gluten-free fried onion. Uh, But you mix those right into it like you normally would and then bake it off. We actually have a recipe for that that's being tested right now. It won't be up for Thanksgiving, but it will be up for Christmas at uh, universalmeals.org.
1: Hey, I like that. I love the fact that you're you're t- testing these recipes. Um, I would like to offer my services. Uh, for absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Join the them. party. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Free grub. I Hello. will
2: certainly put you on the list.
1: Oh, that, you are such a good gentleman. Uh, I'm so <laughs> glad you came into my life. Um, by the way, uh, over at pcrm.org slash Thanksgiving, you can sign up there for a uh, Thanksgiving e-cookbook. You got all kinds of recipes. I think there's like 20 some odd recipes in there. You were just talking about like a, a mushroom, a cream of mushroom, but there's also a killer recipe in there for a mushroom bisque and mushroom nice. gravy. Um oh, perfect. Both, yeah, really healthy options uh, that no doubt will be cro- crowd pleasers. Um, Idaho side salad. Right. What huh. Okay. Hold on. How how is Idaho? The potato, not potato state, right? Capital. I, I mean, come on. Come on. Idaho. That's you amazing. Blow my mind. They um, must, must not looks- look
2: it up because they've just been making it forever. So they're like, we don't have to look up mashed potatoes. We need to look up salad. So they're googling the salad.
1: That's wild. That's wild. Uh, Indiana, green beans. Uh, Kansas is creamed corn. So yeah, I haven't, honestly, Dustin, I have not seen a vegan recipe for a Creamed corn, I would imagine kind of in the same way you were talking about cream of mushroom. You can do something like that, correct?
2: Yeah, it's uh, with the cream corn I think I would I would almost make it because uh, I've done like a, a cream corn sort of bisque before but I think I would I would Cook the corn however I needed to cook it And then I think I would take some out and then put it in a blender and puree it up and then put that back with the Corn the whole pieces of corn and that way you'd sort of create a cream that's made out of the whole food still
1: all right, so now we're going to head over to Kentucky. And this is an interesting one to me. Hash brown casserole. Number one, never heard about that for Thanksgiving. Number two, that screams breakfast to me, not dinner. It's what, very What funny. do you think is going on? Well, it's funny because as you said, this now,
2: but it is in the breakfast chapter. In my new book, there is a, a potato hash brown. It's called The Little Sister's Cheesy Potatoes. <laughs> so it literally, and it is that, it's a, I'm from the Midwest originally from Michigan, and there it is potatoes and cheese and it's a casserole. And I think, and sometimes a cream of mushroom soup actually goes in there as well. So it could be that same thing, making mushroom gravy, mixing it in. Uh, you could get that silk heavy cream, or you could do a cashew cream sauce mixed in, or you can even do a sort of, uh, you can get a vegan sour cream from the store or make your own with silk and tofu. Uh, and you can mix that all in with the potatoes and then you bake it, anything like that. For the cheese, you could do a whole food cheese sauce. Uh, this, In my book, I do one made out of pumpkin puree. Um, or you can do one made out of squash if you want to, or you can get store bought cheese if you want to go that route too. You know, we want to be able to suggest things for everybody, for people who are trying to go vegan quick and easy, and for people who want to make everything from scratch, right?
1: It just depends on where you are in life. You know, mm-hmm. I think that when you're first making that switch, you may be a little greener in the kitchen, pardon sure. the pun, but then as you advance, man, you you get well seasoned and you can just do some magical things in there. Yeah. Uh. So let's uh, look at the next state, Uh, Louisiana, cornbread dressing. So we're not talking about actual cornbread. We're talking about dressing here. Um, In that Thanksgiving e-cookbook I was just talking about, there's a wonderful recipe for cornbread muffins. This has to also be one of those dishes that easy, easy enough, right, to, to take out all of the animal products.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, we're just talking about putting in a vegan cornbread in there. So, I mean, you could even take that muffin recipe make those muffins and then cut all that up. Maybe toast the muffin pieces for a little bit. I mean, just if anyone's looking for a recipe, they can get that Thanksgiving ebook because that's free to everyone, isn't it? That We offer that for free.
1: It is. It is indeed. So yeah. So you can get
2: that cornbread recipe and chop all that up, toast it, and then throw it into any sort of cornbread uh, dressing that you have.
1: Yep, yeah, PCRM.org slash Thanksgiving is where you Perfect. go for that. Uh all right. Next state on the list here is uh Massachusetts, which is mashed potatoes. That's another potato one. Uh <laughs> Maryland, where I am currently, collard greens. All right, score one for Maryland. If we take out the ham hock, we're doing okay. All uh right. Maine, Maine is stuffing. I feel like we've already covered that. Uh Michigan rolls covered that as well. Now. We have uh, two wild cards here that I did not see coming. Minnesota and Missouri both have charcuterie tray as their ah. favorite Thanksgiving side dish. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with a charcuterie tray, what in the world is that? Yeah, it's
2: typically uh, a tray full of cured meats and cheeses and stuff like that. And it's it's really easy to assemble a vegan version. And you can do it full of vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds, or you can get some of the plant-based meats if you want to and toss those in there. Because again, we think about Thanksgiving, you're trying to please a whole array of people usually. So it's gonna please some people if you have whole food plant based on there. It might please some others if you get some of the little pieces from the store and plug them in there. There's some great options and I do have a recipe for one as well in my current book. It's the Easily Epic Charcuterie Board. And this just has like a hummus, a jam, uh, a cheese from scratch in here, and then it's got some uh, vegetables and uh, fruits on here and some crackers. You want to have some crackers on there to sort of dip everything and put everything on. That's what it's all about. Uh, but it really is just about creating a board full of little treats
1: for people, really. Oh, yeah, man. That sounds so good to me. Just load it up. You know, got so many different yeah. options on there. Uh, and plus, that's that's just a fun word to say, right? Like charcuterie. Yeah. Right?
2: It's fun. And then the board is fun when it's done, too. You have this great, beautiful
1: thing to show your guests. i can't even say it man it's like i just feel like i'm 10 years old again uh montana uh turkey gravy i kind of feel like we've covered the the yeah mushroom
2: gravy is a good one for that
1: uh north carolina biscuits so we've talked cornbread now let's talk biscuits uh when my grandma would make them there was eggs there was butter and there was milk in the biscuits so can you still make a nice delicious biscuit that has none of the above Yes,
2: absolutely. Uh, there's you really only need the butter and the milk, so you can easily find your favorite recipe. Probably and substitute out whatever you need to. There's also great vegan egg replacers. You know you can do a whole food replacement with chia seed or flax seed, uh, but you can get. Uh, certain companies just have egg replacers and it's a powder you mix with and it's 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 a powder but it's like starches essentially and you mix it with some water and you set it aside for five minutes it thickens up and it's an egg so if you had a recipe that really calls for an egg like a baked good specifically you can go that route or you can go the more whole food route as I mentioned um I'm gonna plug my book again there's a recipe in here for um uh, uh buttered biscuits and quick gravy so I mean right here you've got biscuits and gravy in there and this is an awesome pan of biscuits where you just put the whole sheet, uh, uh, whole, the dough in the pan, basically bake them, and then you cut them out into biscuits. But for drop biscuits, look up your favorite recipe, about plant-based milk and butter, however you need to do it, and you're all set.
1: All right. So uh, I'm just going to, let me highlight this one because, boy, this one shocked me. North Dakota, fruit salad. Can you believe that? North Dakota, number one Thanksgiving side, fruit salad. Hallelujah. Ah! You, you know you know who's from North Dakota, right? Who's that? Dr. Barnard oh, is from yes, North Dakota. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes.
1: I think that maybe he had a little bit of influence on this
2: fruit salad. I think that, again, that probably takes us to them really knowing what they're doing at Thanksgiving, so they're looking up fruit salad to try and make sure they've got the fruit covered.
1: Ah, good point. Uh, Nebraska. <laughs> Crescent Rolls. Uh, So I would think that Nebraska would have something to do with corn, but not necessarily. I mean, that's stereotyping. Um, New Hampshire, Stuffing. uh, We've covered that. Stuffed Mushrooms for New Jersey. Side Salad, New Mexico. Way to keep it healthy, New Mexico. Uh, Nevada. Loves them some mashed potatoes. New York. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. This is uh, very New York. My stepmother lives in New York, has for many, many, many years. She cannot eat sweet potatoes without marshmallows. And... Uh, Back down here in the South, I know that one of the uh, more popular dishes is sweet potatoes with about a gallon of caro syrup and then marshmallows on top of that. And then you put that in the oven and you bake it and uh, in 20 minutes, you've got diabetes. So um, I I guess like that one, that's easy enough to... That really doesn't have anything to do with being vegan, right? I mean, you just... If yeah, you want no, something I mean, healthier, I mean, what are you going to do, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's unfortunately one of those recipes where it's like, if you're going to go in, you're going to go in, I guess. And I, I mean, the only swap in terms of marshmallows is obviously Dandy's has been around for years making vegan marshmallows. And it's the perfect substitute for when you need a marshmallow. And Dandy's is becoming more and more available at different places. And Trader Joe's has a vegan marshmallow now. But in terms of swapping out something like that, I say swap out just having some, a sweet potato mash and that'll be sweet enough for you, but if you're really going to go for it. Then there, there's the option for your marshmallow, I guess.
1: There you go. Uh, green beans, Ohio, good choice. Baked potato in Oklahoma, Oregon, also on the mashed potato train, Pennsylvania loves them some stuffing. here we go. Rhode Island going the healthy route, glazed carrots. Didn't see that one coming. That's oh, an interesting pick. Oh,
2: nice, delicious.
1: What do you do with uh, your glazed carrots? Like, what do you use for a glaze?
2: I mean, a little maple syrup. Nothing too crazy. A little maple syrup. And then I actually just did an event with Chloe Coscarelli, and we, we made these carrots, and we topped them with a gremolata. And I can't suggest that enough. It's just a little parsley in a food processor with... Uh, lemon juice, and a little garlic, and a little dash of oil if you're on the oil train. If you're not, just don't put the oil in. And then you process it all up, and you just put a little dab on your carrots when they come out of the oven. So delicious. Gives it a nice little pop of flavor.
1: All right. We're going to run down these last few states pretty quickly. Uh, South Carolina, also in to collard Green. South Dakota, baked sweet potatoes. Tennessee, another hash brown casserole state. Texas on board with creamed corn. Utah, it's Rolls uh, Virginia and Vermont. These are the only two States, by the way, that have macaroni and cheese at the top of their list. I'm really surprised that only two States out of 50 went the Mac and cheese route. I'm just so glad
2: we finally, finally, finally heard it. I thought maybe it wasn't going to be on there. And for me, that's always a staple at any holiday meal. So I'm glad it was brought up by a couple of the States.
1: I've seen some pretty bang up recipes for like a butternut squash mac and cheese that's on the healthier side. And then uh, obviously you can go crazy uh, if you open up the the culinary reins a little bit more um, and you're just trying to do palate pleasers. So uh, just lots and lots and lots of options for uh, a vegan mac and cheese. I would think Truly. that a lot of those recipes, like some of them, you really won't even be able to tell a difference between traditional and the plant-based version.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it really is about having that creamy, luscious, cheesy sauce that goes with it. So it depends. a lot of people have different versions of mac and cheese. They want to have that baked mac and cheese. Some people are okay with tossing it in the sauce, like however you want to do it. Um, there is a recipe on Universal Meals for anyone with allergies for a butternut queso right now. And that butternut queso, you can mix that with some pasta and you've got yourself a mac and cheese right there. So you're already avoiding the top nine allergies there. And, uh, of course, animal products.
1: All right. And then, uh, let's round out this list. Washington roasted vegetables. Way to go. Washington, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin and Wyoming, both with baked potatoes and West Virginia is opting for rolls. So there you go. There are your 50 States. And, uh, in the show description, you will find a link to the rankings. If you're curious, uh, what the heck, um, the only, I got one more for you before we wrap things up here, Dustin, thank you so very much for being generous with your time. Yeah. Um, What did not make the list, though, was just plain old roasted Brussels sprouts. I eat them every day. They are my obsession. What is the best recipe that you know of for roasted Brussels sprouts? Before we get into my recipe, I want to know
2: how you're eating them every day.
1: Dude, it's so simple. It, it could not be any simpler. I I blanch them just, to, just a little bit Great. to soften them up. Then I will put them in the air fryer for like six minutes, give them at like 375, just heat them up, get them a little bit more soft. And that's it, dude. Like I eat, the, I just love the flavor of it with a little bit of hummus and that I'm, I'm in heaven. Like it's so, so ridiculously simple that anybody could do it. Even my wife, who I love to death, you know, never used her oven until she and I started dating. She can do these uh, and knock this out of the park. Like, it's so good. The Brussels sprout, it's just one of the more versatile vegetables yeah. out there. You know what I mean? And it, it's really come up in the last few
2: years here. People are finally getting on board with the Brussels sprouts train. And I, for me... I really love a shaved Brussels sprout, and there's an easy way to do it. You just chop off the ends, cut them in half, and put them in your food processor and pulse them, and it looks like you spent hours shaving Brussels sprouts, which you didn't. Uh, and then you can toss that with a little Dijon, a little uh, squeeze of lemon juice, a little salt and pepper. Super tasty. Sear it up over on a skillet for uh, like three, four minutes, and it's, it's just delicious. breaks it down a little bit so it's easier to
1: chew. Giddy up, man. Giddy up. Yes. That's why I love having you on, man. You just get the mouth watering, brother. I appreciate <laughs> you so much.
2: <laughs> My pleasure. We've got that. That recipe is actually going to go up. So we're talking all these holiday recipes. And I want everybody to know at UniversalMeals.org, we are working on having a holiday recipe up for Christmas. So pumpkin pie, green bean casserole, the shaved Brussels sprouts, a chickpea roast, there's a mushroom gravy, a mashed potato. All of those things, a stuffing. It's going to be available uh, come December. So I wasn't able to really get it in order in time for Thanksgiving, but for the holidays after that, we've got some stuff over at universalmeals.org.
1: Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. And don't forget, happy to do a taste test oh, anytime, my friend. Yeah, I'll put you friend.
2: on that list. I, I will take. I will take it, please.
1: You are a good man. You are a good man, and I appreciate you more than you know. Uh, The book is Epic Vegan, Quick and Easy. His name is Dustin Harder. He is the vegan roadie. He is the man. Thank you so very much for being here, my friend, and have a happy Thanksgiving.
2: Thank you so much. Happy
1: Thanksgiving
2: to you, and I appreciate you having me back on.
1: And yes, indeed, you can find a link to the Thanksgiving e-cookbook that is filled with whole food plant-based recipes in the show notes right now, or you can hop over to pcrm.org Thanksgiving to download your copy. And also in the notes is a link to buy Dustin's book, Epic Vegan, Quick and Easy. You gotta pick this one up. That book is so much fun. It really is. The recipes are just incredible. I can't believe that I get to work with this guy, right? I mean, he is so creative in the kitchen. It was so, He really is. It's unbelievable. Oh my goodness. But before we go today, I did want to take a minute to get serious and tell you what I'm thankful for this year. And what I'm thankful for is you. Thank you. Thank you so much for making this show what it is because the exam room would not be anything if not for you. The fact that it has been downloaded more than 6 million times and heard in so many countries, it's more than I could have ever possibly imagined. And you all are so kind. I love hearing from you, all of your warm messages. And, and even when you're having a tough time and you need some advice, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. We have plenty of them on the show. But I am so touched that you would even think to reach out. And when you tell me about the health transformations that you have experienced, it just makes my day. You tell me about lowering your blood pressure and losing weight, reversing diabetes and heart disease. You tell me that you got your life back. And that is why we share this nutrition knowledge and this inspiration with you. That's exactly why we do it. Because every time I crack the mic and I sit down to do this show, it is my sincerest hope that we are teaching somebody who feels lost and hopeless that they absolutely can live a longer and healthier life. So when my family sits down at the Thanksgiving table this year and we're going around and we're saying what we are grateful for, what I'm going to tell them is you. And for today, that is going to wrap things up. I want to say thank you once again to Audrey Dunham and Dustin Harder for being here. And I hope that you have a happy and safe and healthy Thanksgiving wherever you are. And for everyone at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, as always, keep it plant-based.